Have you been thinking of starting your own podcast? Try out Anchor. We use Anchor to post our episodes and it offers so many amazing benefits. First of all, it's completely free to use. Yes, I said free. It also helps you so you can upload your episodes straight from your app or your dashboard, which makes it super convenient and a one-stop shop. Anchor is a Spotify program, so that means your show will post to Spotify automatically. You also have the option to post to any other platform through the RSS feed. This gives you full range of all the podcast platforms to get your show out there. The best part is that Anchor gives you all of the analytics directly linked to their platform, so you can post, edit, and track your show's progress all in one place. Try Anchor today for free at anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. Creeps and freaks. Spooky, creepies, and freakies, and you almost took my line again. I always say little spooky, creeps, and freaks. I know, but I saw you like guess on if you're going to say spooky. No, it's because I didn't know how I wanted to say it, like my inflection, because I'm trying to not sound the same every time. Fair enough. I don't ever try to sound the same or not the same. I just let whatever happens happen. We're here. Uh, Welcome back to the In the Neck of Crime podcast. Hello, Etta Girls. Hello. We're usually a weekly true crime podcast, but we're doing spooky shit today, okay? Well, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. It's dark outside. It's like fucking 623. It's like pitch black outside. Oh, I'm not here for I it. I should play video games and go to bed. I'm so ready to play video games. Yeah. You have me hooked. P.S. You. you guys, I never played video games. I kept telling her to get a Nintendo Switch. Until this bitch made me get a Nintendo Switch. I didn't make She you. made me. I just highly she advised and I badgered me. you about it for like a year. Get she over made it. Me. It was the best decision I ever made. I got myself a Switch for like a congratulations on quitting your shit old job and getting an awesome new job present. Mm-hmm. So I bought that for myself as an early Christmas gift two years ago and I love it so much. Because I'm not a big gamer. I just like, I like specific types of games. Like I don't like shooter games or anything like that. So I never wanted like a PS4 or anything like that. PS5 now. But yeah. Because I like Mario games and I was like, oh. You can get all of those. I know. We need to race each other. Yeah, we do. You can do it online. I know. You need to remind me. I know. I keep forgetting. Yeah. Remind me, asshole. Wow. It's my (laughs) fault, apparently. And if you got the new pack, the new tracks release in a week, I think. I have the pack, so I'm waiting for it. Yeah. So, two new cups. Your girl does not go half-ass when it comes to games, clearly, since I bought yeah, both not. Yeah. Violet and Scarlet. Yeah, this bitch, she's, like, playing, and for one, I was like, she's telling me she's playing Pokemon. I'm like, I thought I was the Pokemon nerd of the two of us, but okay. Yeah, I was like, I love Pokemon. And she's like, um, PS Scarlet and Violet is awesome, and I was like, which one did you get? Because I'm, like, debating which one I want. She's like, oh, I got both. I'm like, the fuck did you get both for? It's the same game. There's it literally just is some different Pokemon game. that you'll come across, and the uniforms are different. Yeah, 
It is the same game, though. Whoever floats your boat, man. But, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I got that, and, uh, Zelda, I've been rocking some Zelda, and <laughs> See, my remote is with Zelda. So See, I can't decide, because I want Breath of the Wild, too. Walmart had it on clearance for only, like, twenty nine ninety nine. it was sold out. I was trying to get it. Oh. Anyway, that's stupid. Off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Here only you can tell this is Scoops and Lores. <laughs> We've gotten a lot of compliments on Scoop and Scoop and Lores. Scoop, Scoop and Lores. Scoops and Lores. Fuck. I was like weirdy because I stopped trying to like take out our immaturity as much. I mean, I feel like it's kind of you know you guys realize what you get with us anymore. But yeah, our titties. Really did it for people last time. And not our titties. <laughs> now, if you guys listened to our last Scoops and Lores episode, Michelle cut out a lot of laughing, apparently. So much. And uh, we were dying at, I don't even know what I said. Oh, I was talking about being hagged, and you somehow, was like... the way you said And even when I went back and edited, I was like, I can see why I thought she was saying that. <laughs> she thought I said the word titties, when that did not even come out of my mouth. To which then turned into, like, a No, I thought minute. you were gonna say titties. Yeah. Because you were saying, like, big something, and I was like, I listened for a minute, and I was gonna let it go, and I was like, I can't... <laughs> Oh, bro, we laughed for like 10 minutes, guys. Like, no joke. It was legitimately, like, it was that much. I think yeah. it was longer than 10 minutes of the episode. We ended up. Oh my God, we were dying. dying. And we even had other fellow podcasters who listened to it who yeah. were like, guys, I was dying of laughter with you. Yeah. This is so funny. But see, you get the gamut with us because I made people sob crying in the main episode when I was sobbing, talking about children. And then make them laughing. Yeah. Because we talk about titties. Titties. We talk about pumpkin nuts and we talk about (laughs) (laughs) all kinds of shit. (laughs) Folklore. Yeah. (laughs) We make ourselves laugh, like rethinking of our past episodes. I'm glad that we decided to keep going Scoops and Lore, because we really, we we debated about it, because we had people that were like, if you guys talked about, like, spooky stuff, I would be so here for it, and we thought it was a fun idea, but we are like, are we going to have too much on our plates? But, yep, we have to. We love it. Yep. We have to do it. And we're going bi-weekly through the holidays, but we decided we're going to still release a Scoops and Lore every week that we do an episode. Mm-hmm. So you'd still get your Scoops and Lore on your normal schedule, so... Just regular episodes are going to be cut in half. Yeah. But yeah. It's my favorite. Yeah. So anyway, we don't do any of our normal bullshit. We don't do fuckery. Blah, 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 blah. Courtney goes first. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Okay. So I got to give you some backside on this before I Some backside? Some backside. Some ass. (laughs) Some ass. Couldn't just talk about butt cracks already. (laughs) Um, so... Butt cracks. No. Backsides. No. (laughs) Okay, so this case, I was going to do it for our regular episode. Are you pooping? No, it's just, I, okay, Okay. I was going to do this for our regular episode. Okay. However, (laughs) the deeper I started digging into it, the more I was realizing that there's some idiosyncrasies on this, and I will talk about them and as to why this is a Scoops and Lore episode and not our normal regular episode. I've had some, too, where I feel like they've they've walked a tight line. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, um, So, uh, I'm going to start with a couple quote lines for you. Okay. Do you know the the Muffin muffin Man? man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? man. (laughs) 
Do you know the Muffin Man who lives on Drury Lane? <laughs> yes, I do know the Muffin Man. We were but talking he's married after, to the Muffin Man. <laughs> we were talking about Shrek yesterday, and one of my cousin's kids was talking like it's all like the Gingerbread Man, and me and my cousin's husband like almost at the same time went, "Not the gumdrop buttons." <laughs> Go for this it. This is starting out great. Dude, I knew it. I, I knew it. I love the direction you're going, though, because I kind of chose a similar direction. Too, Did you? So it's really yes. funny. Well, I don't yeah. know if this is similar. Wait okay. till I get into this, because okay. you're probably not going to agree with oh, that. Oh, wait, doesn't the Muffin Man have, like, an actually true crime background? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. So we talked about the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. <laughs> Who lives on Drury Lane. Yes. <laughs> so in Victorian England... It was very common. I know I did like the spirit fingers. I don't know what I'm doing. Lizzo? Yeah. But you play your flute upside down? Yeah. (laughs) Guys, I'm like all over the place with my hands right now. I'm like, (laughs) no one can see your hands except I know, but Michelle. I laugh because I do it all the time. I know. Because you can hear me fucking hitting my microphone all the time. I smack your mic a lot. talk with my hands. I talk with my hands all the time. And I'm constantly fixing my nose rings because they rotate. It's like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Help me, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Fucking love it. I'm coming at you like a spider monkey. I want to get chocolate wasted. <laughs> That's grown ups. Oh yeah. Chocolate wasted is grown ups. Oh. Well, ruin my, ruin my, ruin my excitement. It's different. Anyways, I remember that because Cameron Boyce. I know, sweet baby. Yeah. So, in Victorian England, it was very common for families to have fresh food delivered to their homes. Must be fucking nice. Right? For refrigerators didn't exist. (laughs) Well, and for our U.S. listeners, because, like, we're a little bit different here. uh, Imagine the milkman from the 1950s or the swan man from the 1990s and still current. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, every morning, families could expect to find a parcel of bread for that day's meal. (laughs) Must be nice. Fresh baked. Fresh baked bread. <laughs> Fresh baked bread. That's hard to say. Michelle shut down. <laughs> Fresh baked bread is supreme. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> that took you so much ten times longer to say. That's how fresh baked bread. Your brain was like, nope, nope. Not today. Can't say that shit. Stupid. One of the most common breakfast meals was muffins. Okay, now, before I get into it, muffins... Okay. Different. <laughs> very different. Yeah. They were more like English muffins. Yeah. Unlike what we think in America as, like, those They're really sugary, like, like yeah. soft, fluffy, with a top and yeah. everything. Like Mimi's Cafe muffins. Bro, I love any muffins that have chocolate. Now, the life of a baker in England was not pleasant. That sounds terrible. Oh. If you had to fucking hand deliver some shit to people oh, it gets every even worse. day... Gross. It gets even worse. Oh boy. Everyone wanted bread delivered, and bakers did not have the gigantic electric mixers that we know of nowadays. I have a question. Yes. How the fuck didn't these people just learn to make it themselves? It's not like Victorian England. I mean, yeah, there were parts that were wealthy, but like, I mean, it's not. I don't know. I don't know. That's stupid. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> most also couldn't afford to hire staff. So it was just the baker. So the baker did all of the work themselves. Jeez. And that meant that their daily shift began around 10 or 11 at night. And they were only able to sleep during the time that the dough was rising. Oh 
gosh. Mm. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> this is why the Muffin Man was a murderer. Just wait. <laughs> you told the story earlier, you <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Cut that out, dumbass. <laughs> It's like, fuck these bitches. <laughs> Taking me for my muffins. I can't have nothing <laughs> nice. It doesn't even happen like that. Wait till you hear this. <laughs> so, because they were working under such strenuous circumstances. That um, has saved me. Absolutely. <laughs> this meant that the quality of bread was kept 22. <laughs> And what I mean by that is that some bakers had to double time by keeping with their orders by kneading dough with their feet. (laughs) (laughs) That shit was not made with love. Nope. Speech with hate. And they had some stanky feet. This is the Victorian times. (laughs) They bathed. In just the same fucking funk water. Gross. So now I'm going to get into the muffin man himself, guys, okay? (laughs) After I give you a little bit of background on this. And I am direct quoting this from Sarah Cottrell from sarahcottrell.medium.com. Okay. And there's a reason why I'm telling you it like that. Okay. There are many versions of this horrifying story. The muffin man was also known as the Drury Lane Dicer. Okay. Hopefully. And he was supposedly the first known serial killer in England. Just wait. Just what? this is why I this the is title why I, was given to someone else. I know. This is why I brought this into scoops and lures because okay. there's a lot of why you call it scoops and lures plural. Isn't it called scoops and lures? You can call it scoops and lures. Oh, because it. I, you know we got s's everywhere. <laughs> Isn't it's fine. It called scoops and lures. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I don't know. S's Scoops everywhere, bro. S's are dope. Let's go. Scoops and lures. So I'm going to call that from now on. Oh, please don't. I am. <laughs> this is why there's so many idiosyncrasies and I brought it to this instead of our regular episode. Okay? Okay. So his name was Frederick Lin- or Frederick Thomas Linwood. He was born in 1563, died in 1612. Damn. There are many accounts of Linwood's crimes. However... No surviving records. I mean, it's not like record keeping was like really a thing back then. And I'm going to get into this even more. Okay. So this is why I said I directly quoted this because Sarah Contrell said that this is either one hell of a folklore story (laughs) or one of history's most creepy mysteries. (laughs) I think it may be a little bit of both. It might be. (laughs) So between the years of 1589 and 1598, Linwood supposedly murdered 15 children. You're going, 1589, 1598. And you're like clenching your teeth while you're saying. Don't make fun of me. Mom. I've made fun of myself plenty today. Michelle's mom, come save me. She's making fun of me. (laughs) My mom's as much of a dick as I am. Good luck. (laughs) Damn. So he supposedly murdered 15 children. This is where idiosyncrasies come in, guys, because there is, like, no accounts of who these kids were. There is... Kids? Yes. 15 children. fuck? But this is where I'm saying idiosyncrasies. I'm not sure this is actually a true story. Okay. Because, like I said, it says that he killed 15 kids in that time span, but doesn't say how, doesn't say who, doesn't say... Trying to make him, like, the Hansel and Gretel witch. Kind of. Yes. (laughs) So, he actually... His shop was supposedly a very popular spot for kids to visit where they would run... And cause havoc for him. Was it a shuppy? 
What? Shoppy. Um, no. <laughs> they would spell it S H O P B. No, it's S H O P. It's not Shoppy. Got so offended by that. Not Shoppy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get through this. No, you're fine. You um, know, hey, you know what you get with me with scoops and lurks. Okay, facts. <laughs> you're right. You're right, dog. You made me cry last episode. We were great, so. <laughs> <laughs> so supposedly, Linwood wanted them to stay away from his shop, so he devised a vicious plan. Okay. To which he would lure the children intentionally to his shop by pulling muffins on a string. And just asthma laughed the fuck out of that. <laughs> Wait a second. He thinks kids are that stupid. He's like, string some fucking muffins. And they're gonna go crawling on the ground, chopping the muffins as they go. It says that they likely thought this was a fun game. They likely thought it was a fun game, so they would chase the muffins, which would lead them to the no. Muffin Man's bakery, and he would kill them there. They're not giving these children any dignity. Come on. They're not. <laughs> Here's where it gets even better. Listen to this. According to the lore, he used wooden spoons to knock kids out. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're laughing at this because I really not- don't think it's true. Yeah, I exactly. I think it's a complete lore. And we're uncomfortable. <laughs> and how the Fuck. hell are you knocking people out with a wooden spoon? Whack! <laughs> I mean, I mean, I back guess in the day, could. I heard stories of my parents getting their asses whooped with some wooden spoons, True. but <laughs> I don't think it was that much. How oh, fuck could it? Wait, though, because <coughs> bread makers had those fucking giant ass spoons that well, they would they're make not, the bread with. They're not talking that. They're talking what you and I think about okay. that's in our fucking kitchen right now. Because that's what I thought about. I'm like, they wouldn't yeah. have to do that. No, no. And Damn. experts actually say that they feel like there's a lot of doubts on that because wooden spoons really wouldn't be enough to render a person unconscious. But still, the story persists, guys. On the string of muffins. <laughs> and he's like, whap! <laughs> Swamp. <laughs> we are not laughing. If these were real victims, that is not it. No. I'm literally thinking of this like I a think... fucked up fairy tale, like my fucked up fairy tale. I really do. I it makes me feel like sh- <laughs> like literally we're watching Shrek. Like, yeah. truthfully. Right. That's how I feel. Yeah, right I'm now. thinking like Hansel and Gretel shit. Like, like this is a fake lore, shark. guys. There's yeah. no way that this really happened. Yeah. There are no actual documentation of none. That and I'm gonna get into that in a minute. Working. I'm gonna be able to hear it on the microphone. You're gonna have to go in the bedroom if you don't stop. Oh, that's just Please so stop. Stop. Please stop. <laughs> so can I be like, what the fuck? Okay, so children came up with this catchy sing-song rhyme to sing that supposedly would <laughs> warn other children away from Linwood's bakery. And I just had a weird burp come like up. A throat <laughs> esophagus burp. Like, Sorry. Uh, cut that out. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so, 
I can't. <laughs> Shut up. God damn it. I was going to let it go and then you hesitated. I know. So you left I hesitated. It open for me. I did. <sighs> okay, I'm just going to start over. Children <laughs> came up with a catchy sing song rhyme to sing so that supposedly it would warn other children to stay away from Lidwood's bakery and it and to be very weary around him. <clears throat> and apparently the Muffin Man also did not appreciate the fierce competition surrounding the neighborhood, so he also murdered seven other bakers, or so the story goes. It's like Sweeney Todd, the witch from Hansel and Gretel, and Shrek all together. Pretty much. Pretty much. Did it say, like, when the origin of the story first came around? I know it said, like, when he so was So I'm actually going to get into that. Okay, cool. A little bit later. I was just curious if yep. they actually, like, had that. Yep. So that's the story of this Muffin Man. <laughs> and I found a website that I, like, I had to bring to the table. I'm quoting it word for word, guys. Mm-hmm. Everything I'm about to source is from snoops.com. Because <laughs> they're snoops, and I love it. <laughs> And it's all their research, and they deserve full fucking credit for this, because it is absolutely astonishing. So, the popular nursery rhyme, The Muffin Man, supposedly originated as a caution to children, warning them to beware of the 16th century baker-turned-serial killer who entices young children by pulling a muffin down a cobblestone street in London with a string. (laughs) At least, that's one version. It was... In a widely shared TikTok post in January 16th of 2021 that self-described CEO of history, Jack Willinson, claimed that the song originated as a warning to children to avoid England's first known serial killer. At the time of this publication, the video had been shared more than 8,700 times, but they found no records, and this is Snoop's, looked, tried to find everything. <laughs> they found no records of documentation of murders being committed by a man of that name. Right. Or that he even existed. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. If he was England's first known serial killer, serial killer, because even all of Jackie, you mm-hmm. know, had some records. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which is kind of funny that you say that, and I'll tell you why in a minute. <laughs> So it appears that Williamson gave what was based off of an entry post from a, a site called Unicyclopedia. So it's like a version of Wikipedia, but like a off parody version. So, off, great. Yeah. Great sources. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Scholarly. And they cut, ca- how? I just clipped my nose. That hurt. Well, can't you keep messing with it? Ow. <laughs> my God. I don't think you understand that really hurt. I do understand because I do that all the time, actually. (laughs) God, why is that so painful? (laughs) Okay, I digress. Anyway, according to, and they said this, the comic online encyclopedia, Linwood also went by the name of the Jerry Lane Dreiser and was known as England's first documented serial killer. And I put that in quotes. Right. A quick look at that entry shows a mugshot of the alleged Muffin Man, but of course, cameras, photography, and mugshots were not available in the 16th century. Right. So there's a problem there. (laughs) And the parody website goes on to describe the childhood and adult life of Linwood, including his supposed death from choking on a dumpling. Do you see why I had to take this from a real episode? Because it's not even 
Possible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Oh, boy. So, as I cited earlier, Sarah Contrell mm-hmm. uh, claimed that Linwood was supposedly born in 1563 and died in 1612. Um... And delivered his fresh goods. According to the book, The Sing Song Game by Opie and Opie, page 308, the Muffin Man was first recorded in British manuscripts in 1820. Okay. Yeah, and so was, he already loses. Right. Shit. And was preserved in the, and I don't even know how to say this, the Bodleian Library? Mm-hmm. B-O-D-L-E-I-A-N? Bodleian? Sounds right. Library? Mm-hmm. At the University of Oxford, in its original form as a poem, it read, Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? Do you know the Muffin Man who lives on Drury Lane? Just those lyrics, they just cut right into your soul. Yeah, they do. so, so, so good. I know, right? So good. <laughs> I'm being facetious. <laughs> I know, right? Still, there's some small grains of truth to the rumored claims. A passage recorded by the Cambridge World History for Food confirmed that households in the Victorian period which spanned 1837 to 1901, um, and not during Linwood's alleged reign of terror. I was going to say, actually, because when you brought up the time frame, I was like, that wasn't Victorian time. No, it's not. And that's why I thought it was really funny. Because I actually pulled that from an actual source. Yeah. And was like, and it's funny. Dark Ages, wasn't it? So, um, it's actually... The Dark Ages was the 1400s. It's not. It's, uh, hang on. The Renaissance? Nope, hang on. Hang on. I know it because it's on her website. Um, It is English Renaissance. Okay, so yeah, it was the Renaissance. And on Sarah's... history did do some good for me. (laughs) Right? On Sarah Contrell's page, she did add in an edit that said several readers pointed out that at the timing of the Muffin Man was too early to be considered Victorian times. Um, as that refers to the years in which Queen Victoria reigned in England from mm-hmm. 1837 to 901, 1901, and the Muffin Man allegedly lived in the 16th century, which would be known as the English Renaissance. Thank you for those who caught that and brought it to my attention. That was her page. Nice. Yes. So, there's that too. Um, where was I at? I lost my place. Uh, You're talking about a library. I found it. The okay. Muffin Man. So, obviously, like wasn't in that time period. Uh, you would often have fresh foods delivered to your door by a muffin man, and mm-hmm. the muffin of the rhyme is believed to have been the English muffin baked good, as we all know, not right. the sweet version. Right. And the rhyme could very well be inspired by the real muffin man of Drury Lane, which was a thoroughfare bordering the Covenant or Covent Garden of downtown London. Okay. Another English version of the song substitutes Drury Lane with Dorset Lane. Interesting fact. Okay. Director Ripper. Which is an area... Well, that's what I was getting to, you jerk. Why do you gotta pre-do stuff for me? I do pre-do stuff. Pre-do stuff. Because I do. He was flapping anyway, so we're gonna start over. Excuse me, that's my face. Uh, so another English version substitutes Drury Lane for Dorset Lane, an area of East London, and as we all know, Dorset Lane was once reputed as the worst street in London, making the 1888 murder site of Mary Jane Kelly the youngest of Jack the Ripper's victims. Oof. What are the odds? Odds. P 
people are just trying to make something that it's not. I don't know. They're like, was Jack the Ripper the Muffin Man? So people are going to say now. He's definitely not the Muffin Man, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where the similarities stop. There's no historical accounts of Linwood rumored to have been the first serial killer of England. Right. In fact, that title goes to Mary Ann Cotton, if you didn't know that. Uh, at the time of her 1873 hanging for the murder of her fourth husband's son, the 40-year-old Cotton was also known to have committed at least 21 murders, including 11 of her 13 children, three of her four husbands, one lover, her mother, and that's all according to Huffington Press. I've heard of her, and for some reason I thought she was after Jack the Ripper. Nope, she is Interesting. before. She, yeah, she was kill- She was hung in 1873. Okay. Jack the Ripper started in the 1880s. Yeah. She was a sick bitch. Yes. <laughs> so it appears that nobody really knows who the Muffin Man is after all. And uh, Snoops did <laughs> contact the historical literary experts at the University College London and Oxford University for more information about the origins of the nursery rhyme, but they didn't, I didn't see any updates on their site. Okay. Yeah, I feel like... Someone just was bored and made a story up. <laughs> oh, definitely. And there was no just the one muffin man. There was lots of muffin men. Yes. Maybe some muffin women. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And this is this is why, like, when I was getting into it, I was like, there's no way that I can make this a right. true episode. Like, this is so far-fetched. <laughs> and there could have been some sick fuck that was like, let's put some muffins on some strings for kids because they're like, it's funny. <laughs> and then someone made it dark. Oh, very much so. Yeah. And whacked children on the head with spoons. <laughs> Wooden spoons. <laughs> of all things. Oh, boy. Yeah, I find that one hard to believe, but uh, hilarious. Yeah, it was yep. a good one. It was a good one. And I was like, I ha- I already had a bunch of research on it, and I was like, I'm going to oh, use yeah. this. I'm glad you still used it. That's so funny. I mean, if it was true, obviously it wouldn't be funny, but no. we know it's, it's not. It, there's no, there's way no way that it is. There would truthfully. be something, like some something in history. Yeah, it just, it, I, I can't, I can't justify it being real. And that's yeah. why I was busting out laughing because it was just ridiculous. Yeah. Guys, it was ridiculous. Well, thank you for that fucked up craziness version of the Muffin I Man. <laughs> I love it. I'm zipping my shit up so I don't have it sitting on my lap anymore. Teh. <laughs> Though you know the muffin man. The muffin man. The, the muffin, muffin man. Yeah, I want to know, know who came up with that and they're like, that slaps. It literally is just. All childhood you know the rhymes are stupid. London Bridge is falling down. The muffin man. Do you know the muffin man? Who lives on Drury Lane? London Bridge is like about. Like war shit. I know, but Ring still. Around the Rosie's about like fucking dying the plague. Yeah, yeah, and blessing people before they die. Yeah, so dark. I but mean, they're all dark. I think they all. The Muffin Man dark. is like least Humpty original. Dumpty. Yeah, that was pretty fucked up. Yep, stupid. They're all fucked up. Like let's hide this fucked up shit in the form of children's songs and stories. Ooh. We wonder why kids are so fucked up. <clears throat> Anyway, anyway, what you got? Thanks um, for sharing. You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. We're going up to the north, are we? Yeah, in Minnesota. I it just was of, there. Always reminds me of Bobby's world. Well, fair. Yeah. Love that show. You're really good at that. I cannot do other, like, <laughs> accents and I can't things. do a lot. I can do, like, New York, Jersey, London. That's about it. 
Minnesota. Uh, yeah, and I just got back from there, and I don't want to go back. It's cold. It's very cold. Cold as Bausch. I mean, it's cold here, but it ain't that cold. <laughs> Different kind of cold up there. Facts. Okay. So, when I was thinking about what I would like to do for Lord, because, you know, I like to just cut it real close, and I like to come at the last minute with ideas. But I actually had this idea in my brain for a while. So I'm going to talk about mermaids. Fucking let's go. I love mermaids. I feel like I was a mermaid in a past life. (laughs) I mean, I've heard some pretty fucked up stories about mermaids. Uh, Me, I've seen fucked up videos with mermaids. Yeah. Yeah, if you find, like, there's some videos that are actually, like, pretty damn convincing of people finding mermaids. Like, I saw one... Because you can usually tell, like, right away if they're fake. And there's one that I found, like, freaky as shit. Yeah, so, and they're not pretty. No. Most of this comes from um, Royal Museum's Greenwich website. So it's rmg.co.uk. I'll link it down below. And then uh, the rest of my information comes from oceaninfo.com. I love it. Yes. Here for it. A mermaid, in general, tales go back to like the first written accounts of humanity of mermaids which i've heard that a lot and there's actually my brother-in-law actually has a very interesting look on like dinosaurs mermaids and stuff i need to like pick his brain someday because that sounds fascinating so mermaids in general i mean obviously we tend to think about like the little mermaid you know ariel why wouldn't you peter pan you know like mermaids in that sense like it's like mermaids are mean yeah they are those little bitches and peter pan are the worst but you know we think of like human on top fin on bottom like centaur but with fishies (laughs) not horses so a mermaid by definition it's a mythical you know emphasis on the mythical maybe we could even categorize them as cryptid you know i would put them encrypted for damn sure yeah definitely but they're categorized as a mythical sea-dwelling creature and they're described as, like I said, having a head and a body of a woman or a man. This article just says woman, but we've well, seen... Well, because a mermaid you think of as a girl. Yeah. Merman is Merman supposed to be, is the, bo- the, boy. the boy. But in history, actually, in, like, tales that have it, you only... Re- like, they're only told as female figures. Yep. So, but they're, you know, seen as a woman or a man. You know, their torso and upper body and a fish's tail below the waist. Weird already. <laughs> I mean, I just want to know how you procreate. Yeah, I, that's that was always my thing. Even when I was a kid in The Little Mermaid, I'm like, do they make babies like fish? Because they can't make babies like humans. I know. I'm like, where do all the baby mermaids come from? <laughs> Their mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I was always like trying to figure it out too as a kid. I yeah. was like, do they just like squish together and like. <laughs> All of a sudden, something happened. Like, <laughs> they do have belly buttons. I, you know, I kind of always was like, maybe there's like a secret compartment. I feel like it's got to be akin to like a seahorse. Because seahorses, have you ever looked up how seahorses have babies? They stick their it's bodies the together and they like thing. shoot it into the other one, right? Yeah. And then, literally, like, they come out the same way. That's what I'm saying. That's what I've always thought. Like, there was, like, a compartment that when their bodies, like, came together, it, like, opened. And then it was, like, poof, baby. (laughs) 
I have a really odd brain, guys. I told you, I thought about the same shit when I was younger, so and we're I both was a there. kid thinking this. There's okay, a problem. Same. same. Oh, okay. I digress. Courtney's weird. We know. Either way. Stories of mermaids have actually been around for thousands of years oh, yeah. and are multicultural. I actually didn't realize how many cultures had stories of mermaids until I started researching this. So it's crazy, but they span anywhere from Europe to South Africa, like all over the place. I have a book on mermaids. Nice. That's awesome. And so that's how I know that because it's like every yeah. culture so has cool. something about them. That's, that's really, really cool. cool. I love it. And the English word for mermaid is compounded from mare, which is the old English word for sea, which I didn't know. It's fascinating. Yeah, because mare in my brain is a horse. Yeah, but it's M, it could, they could mean it as mere, but it's M-E-R-E is how they say it. And then maid. So I think, it, like, I think it's like mare maid is how it's supposed mare to be. Mare maid. Or mere maid. I don't know. <laughs> but maid, like we were just saying, is typically, you know, a young girl or young woman. So, OceanInfo.com says that mermaids appear in the folklore of many countries, and they're actually most prominent in Asia, Africa, and Europe. I was actually surprised by Asia and Africa particularly. Um, but the first account of mermaids was found as far back as 1000 BC in Assyria. That's wild. And that's Syria today. Um, but the mythical telling of Assyria, it's this beautiful goddess of fertility, a targetess cast herself into a lake and therefore transformed into a mermaid. So that like goes deep into their mythology even, which I know that's like, I, I know I remember reading about mermaids in Greek mythology, but that's just wild how far it spans. But sailors from centuries ago obviously claimed to spot them. I mean, they were put on the front of ships. Right, exactly. But that's the thing is I'll talk about that too because it's like mermaids versus sirens and I think people get them mixed up a lot because they are different. They are very different. very different. Christopher Columbus, this bitch, (laughs) (laughs) he was one of them to see mermaids or claim that he saw mermaids. But historians actually argue that what he could have seen could have been sea animals. Fair. Count on his dumbass to like confuse like a seal with a mermaid. <laughs> I mean, if all you're seeing is the fin, it's, it's plausible. I just like to rag on him, okay? I mean, I don't blame you. <laughs> but people are like, um, face of a human and the face of a sea animal are very different. So whatever. But you know that led people to say like, was he actually confusing them for sea animals, or did he actually see mermaids? Nobody really knows. But. He insisted. He insisted on a lot of things. You're he was get built a- on a throne of lies. <laughs> <laughs> For all my elf fans out there. <laughs> he was built on a throne of taking land from people that he yeah. wasn't allowed to do He's that with. Shit. But I digress. Yeah. Um, pirates naturally have to come to play when mermaids are a factor. I love me some pirates. Blackbeard himself. Yeah. Biggest badass of them all. He had marked certain parts of the seas as being enchanted, is how he categorized them, which is so cool. Um, it, he actually marked them in his logbook, and he instructed his crew on his ship to stay clear of those waters, and specifically said to steer clear of mermaids and sirens. So he would have them avoid those seas. I mean, I don't blame him because they will fuck up your crew and your ship. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially those sirens, man, they'll get you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think mermaids are mean, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like mermaids are more, like, 
they, in stories that I've read at least, like, they have, they can be more, like, evil, but, like, face value evil. And then sirens, they appear as very, like, sweet. They're going to be nice and love you. And then they're, like, they're, like, nymphs. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, mermaid symbology, in some cultures, the mermaid signifies life and fertility within the ocean, which is really interesting. In others, she embodies the destructive nature of water and luring sailors to their deaths, which, you know, that also comes with sirens, too. But, like you're saying, mermaids are not nice in a lot of stories. <laughs> but mm-hmm. they can also serve as an omen for sto- for storms and, like, unruly waters or disasters that could potentially come. So this brings us to the different cultural stories of mermaids. So in Africa, there's what's called, I think it's Mami. It's either Mami or Mami, but it's M-A-M-I, Wata, W-A-T-I. And there's actually like sculptures of this figure that exist. So there is um, a wooden sculpture that I found on the royal website that I was on. um, And she, this sculpture was from Nigeria, specifically from the 1950s. But it's from West, South, and Central Africa is where this range is from. And um, it says that a range of tales exist about mythical water spirits called Mamiwata, meaning water as mother or mother of the waters. So this is more of like a nurturing figure. So kind of different from others that we'll see. But in this one, it says, as these spirits or divinities stem from multiple African cultures with ancient roots, there is no singular characteristic to their identity. So it said that, like, Mami Wata is kind of non-binary, as you would, you know, depict that in Generic that time. Generic, too, I would yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, in the sculpture that I saw, it does look more effeminate, but you could see it both ways. So not necessarily looking as a male figure or as a female figure. So they're just saying, you know, it's, it's gender fluid. So sometimes they, it, in some senses, in some stories, it can appear as a man or a woman, this figure. But the spirits worshipped for both their benevolence and offering beauty, healing, and wisdom, and as a way of warding off natural disasters. So this figure is more a protector for people. I'm here for it. Yeah. And this says... Following colonialism and the rise of the slave trade in the 1600s, the stories and beliefs of Mamiwata spread across the globe and remain an important source of spiritual connection with African communities seeking to reclaim their traditions and cultural identities. So it's very important to the African culture, which is really amazing to see. And I think a lot of people, too, also forget that Africa has quite a bit of water. Yes. Yeah. Like, everyone thinks that it's a very dry, arid, which, don't get me wrong, places there, are. Yeah, there definitely are. Um, FYI, yeah. if you guys didn't know, Egypt is in Africa. Yes. I have had <laughs> so many people argue with me that Egypt is in the Middle East. It's like, think Middle about East. it. Where else would it be? Like Everyone thinks I, it's in the Middle East, and I'm like, no, it's definitely in Africa. I think it's because people get confused because... Egypt does have a largely Arabic population or Islamic population, and so I think that's why people get confused with it. So now this brings us to ancient Greece and Rome. So that's where I've heard it, you know, most. But sirens and mermaids are both in this lore. So the mermaids of Greek and Roman mythology are considerably close, considerably, words are hard, close to the character of the European myths that we think about today. So Like we said, how we see the Little Mermaid and, you know, those fairy tales. But many ancient Greek myths equate the sirens with mermaids, so they do interchange them a lot in this lore. 
but they do share many of the same characteristics. They are very different, as we've talked about, and they are two different entities otherwise. So important to differentiate them. There's a famous Greek folktale that claimed that Alexander the Great's sister, Thessaloniki, I think is how you say her name, T-H-E-S-S-A-L-O-N-I-K-E, I should know that, but she transformed into a mermaid upon her death in 295 BC and lived in the Aegean Sea, which is really fascinating. <laughs> uh, sign me up. Right. Let's go. Right. And it said that whenever a ship passed, she would ask the sailors one question. She said, is King Alexander alive? Asking if her brother's alive. If the sailors answered correctly, declaring he lives and reigns and conquers the world, Thessaloniki would allow the ship to continue on its journey. It's like a troll under the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just keep thinking of sirens because that's kind of what they yeah, do. it really does. Yeah. But like I said, they interchange them a lot. And there's any other answer was said, though, it would make her mad. And she would conjure a storm and doom the vessels and its sailors to death at sea. Talk about anger management. God <laughs> yeah. damn. So don't fuck with her. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, ma'am. He is alive and well. He's great. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on, wayward son. Even though he's dead. Supernatural. There'll be peace when you are gone. The Winchesters. And Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> oh, true, but that's it's mostly a Winchester thing. Yeah. <laughs> and Eastern Europe, they have what's called Rusalki. Yes, like, like the Salkies. Rusalki? <laughs> yeah. This often translated as mermaid. The Rusalki were water nymphs of Slavic mythology. See, I told so you like nymphs, you man. Yep. So they were initially regarded as benevolent spirits. Wow, benevolent spirits. Yeah, damn, this is hashtag shit. Michelle can't say. I'm very tired right now. My brain is like. (laughs) They were benevolent spirits of fertility, which is similar to the Mamiwaki. What? I heard it wrong. The African tail. Of fertility and agriculture, Rusalki gained a more sinister depiction in the 1800s, though. So they were believed to be the ghosts of women who died violent deaths by drowning. That gave me the heebs. I just shook so much. violently yeah. when you said that. It shook my shooks. <laughs> did a lot of women die violently by drowning? A lot did back then, man. Did they they really, really did, yeah. That was like a common suicide, too, back then. Well, well, I know throwing yourself off a cliff was pretty common. Yeah, and walking the plank was a thing. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. God. They would no. make women do that if they thought that women were unfaithful or witchcraft. to their husbands. Yeah, exactly. But it said that in their anger and sorrow, the Rusalki now lured men and children into their watery graves. Why children? They I didn't know, do why nothing? Why kids into this? I mean, not that the men probably did either, but still, why? <laughs> they can fight for themselves more, okay? True. Children are helpless. Babies. So in Ireland, they have what's called marrows. It's M-E-R-R-O-W-S, but I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. So female marrows with their beauty and long green hair. I'm here for it. seaweed hair. That's what I picture. Like you? It's not really green right now. It's back to its turquoisey. Oh, true. You know what it actually makes me think of? There's a character in My Hero Academia that has like seaweed type hair like that. I actually, I don't know what it's called, but I know what character you're talking about. Because yes. when I was looking through all the fucking Funko Pops to buy you, <laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it said that this one most closely resembles, like, the traditional view of mermaids that we see. 
But I feel like they should have really pretty flowy locks. Why do they have They do. They're just green. I just said, like, it reminds me of seaweed. It didn't oh, say that. Oh, okay. That's I was, what I was really saying. sad for that a was second. was my commentary. Sorry. Long, green, flowy hair. Okay. I but like it. But, like, seaweed that flows in the ocean, it's yeah. so pretty. Okay, I'm here for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they have a male counterpart as well, though. <laughs> this made me laugh. The male marrow is considered grotesque (laughs) (laughs) and is cruel and is more fish than man. (laughs) So he ugly. (laughs) She's like, got her flowy, green, beautiful hair, and they're like, ooh. That guy ugly. (laughs) You gotta be with the ugly stick. It's cause I see you for what you truly are, which is ugly. And you're shitty anyway, so you just ugly all around. <laughs> Sorry, she's the man. Best movie ever. <laughs> and even more so, I don't I don't feel bad for laughing because they were shitty from all accounts. They were deemed as ruthless in nature, the male marrows. And um, it says the ruthless nature. Wow. Ruthless nature. Fuck my life. You literally took my entire hashtag and <laughs> made know. it your own. <laughs> I really did. This is what happens when I, like, read more and it's not, like, as in my brain as much. Anyway. The ruthless nature of the male marrow is why the creatures were said to have relationships with humans. So, like, no good relationships. I don't know what they were doing. Anyway. <laughs> is this how babies were born? I'm so right. I'm like, what were they doing? I'm, how were how are you procreating now? Now I really need to know. You know? Because if one has a fin and one does not... <laughs> like the same question with centaurs okay <laughs> no because centaurs can be like horses i know but that's uncomfortable i'm just saying they can still procreate like a horse i know but like does anyone really have you ever seen that the like funny meme that's like how do centaurs sleep like how do centaurs? they cutters how do they cutters cuddle <laughs> you broke me bitch <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's so funny it's like how do centaurs cuddle and it's like just like as a human and then it's like their four legs are cuddling and then the other direction oh wait i saw that body. yes <laughs> and I then the horse like, ass is like hanging off the bed because <laughs> they would only want to cuddle with their human part <laughs> like these fucking hooves man <laughs> they keep catching and me in my sleep tail Oh, oh no. Oh no. You broke me. <laughs> anyway, that brings us to Southeast Asia. This one's a this one's a name, so let me These parse ones are this. wild and these are the most accounted for ones, like yeah. video wise. Yeah. So I think it's Suvanamaka. It's S U V A N N A M A C C H A. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Like, that's truly <laughs> I should have looked up the pronunciation, and I do apologize, but I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, but Ramekian murals depict the hero Hanuman, is what it's called, meeting the mermaid Suvanamaka. It's a hard one. But it's it's mainly in Thailand, so mm-hmm. that's where this comes from. But and let me they show are you this wild picture, too, actually. creatures. That's, so that's the human, and this is the mermaid creature. Looks like a fucking, like, dog lion thing, and it's, like, licking its face. But why is and the it has human a, rat a tail? fin? 
I'm so confused. Oh, wait, no, that's the mermaid thing. Sorry. Okay. This thing, I don't remember what the other the thing is. The mermaid's so pretty. I know, yeah. But they don't... They don't look like that um, in, like, the videos and stuff. They're really ugly and have, mm-hmm. like, sharp-ass teeth and shit. And they're all, like, bloated yeah. and, like, Yeah. Not but that's cute. common with, like, art in Southeast Asia. They depict everyone very differently. Like, Don't they just pick art... everything after they're, like, God? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which yeah. I didn't like, want to quote Ganesh. that because I wasn't sure which one it was. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I don't want to be inappropriate. Yeah. No, that is correct, though. At least the art that I've studied in this region. Which is kind of a lot, but that's all I've seen. Okay. So, the Southeast Asian folklore includes the story of a mermaid princess. No surprises. Again, Ariel. This, Let's yeah, go. This name. I was almost right. I just said matcha. Suvanamaka. That's how you pronounce it. Okay. Shut up, Courtney. <laughs> hey, I am not one to talk. Suvanamaka. I butcher it. And this means golden fish. Like the weirds. Take your baby. <laughs> in the Ramayana, the country's retellings of the Indian epic poem, one of the heroes, Hanuman, attempts to build a bridge of stones across the sea. And That's a hell of a task. <laughs> right. His plans don't go accordingly, though. Fair. Thanks to Salonamaka, who has been instructed to prevent the completion of this Does she path. fall in love with him? Yes! You're the worst. <laughs> you did it on mine. The two meet and they fall in love. <laughs> I love love stories. And Subhanamaka ends up helping Hanuman finishing the path. So they did it together. It's precious. And then I still want to know how you procreate. You know? <laughs> it's going to be a question forever because it right. really bugs me. But she changed the narrative of mermaids because she is seen as a herald of good luck. Ooh. And not of just... Despair I and like sadness. That. Right. I'm here for you. Right. Her figure is often depicted in charms, streamers, and icons throughout Cambodia, Thailand, and Laos. She's super cute. Yeah. Yeah. Very pretty. I'll put the pictures of it up to you. The p- p- I'll put the pictures up of it. You'll just send them to me. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Whatever. Michelle's really bad at that. She's like, ah, I don't feel like posting and it won't post for me. I so still here. I do a lot of the times. Hey. Can we talk about all the other shit that I do? <laughs> I'm not digressing from any of that. I know you do a lot of shit. I'm just here for social media purposes, all right? <laughs> I do all my own posts on my own episodes. Just scoop some more all the time. And I actually was going to post it last time, but I didn't have your picture. So I was like... Well, and you said the, the, the thingy wasn't yeah, working either. Yeah, because it's a stupid freaking scheduler. I keep scheduling things and it just doesn't ever post. Uh, it's happened I twice I think everyone now. else is having that problem too. It's pissing me off, man. Rude. Yeah, like that's what makes it easier. So in the Scottish Isles in Scotland, they have what's called Selkie. So I love Selkie. <laughs> I already said that once. <laughs> <laughs> this made me laugh though because it says, well, not exactly fishy. <laughs> the Scottish Selkie has often been connected to mermaid mythology. They are so, not fish at all. Yeah, which is interesting. <laughs> but they're shapeshifters. Shapeshifters. What in the fuck is happening? It's like my brain is like, whoop, and my mouth is like, bloop. 
a lot of selfie are also like attributed to being seals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually. Well, oh, I was just sorry. Not See, look, my fucking useless knowledge, <laughs> and I'm like trying to be knowledgeable, and I'm like, here, Michelle, I'm gonna give you useless knowledge and destroy what you're about to say next. No, you're fine. I do the same thing you, to you all cut the time. It out. Please, I do that to you all the fucking time. But I've actually heard of selkies. I was surprised that I had because I had never like linked them to mermaids. I've heard of them otherwise as like a form of cryptids in this region. But it's weird. That's also a character in My Hero Academia. Of course. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so they were shapeshifters and they lived as seals while in the sea, but they would transform into humans on land. So kind of like Ariel after Ursula takes her voice and. And you she gets signed legs. a damn contract, bitch. <laughs> We've talked about our opinions on this before. I, know. I just hope they're not there again. So I'm <laughs> no, still I'm saying for the listeners. It. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm salty about Courtney that. Courtney and I feel like Ariel knew what she was getting into. She but. signed the dotted line. All right. So they're transformed into humans on land. In Gaelic stories, they're described a lot of the times as Magdian Mara. I think is how you say it. Mm-hmm. Magdian Mara. Magdian Mara. Yeah, sure. meaning maiden of the sea. Yes. So mermaids. That's them. Oh fucking shit! That's the one in My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. He's a seal. He has a seal face. He's a seal he hero. Wore a scoop a suit? Yeah, he's oh, a seal boy. hero. <laughs> and his, that's his sidekick. She's got like supersonic ears. Nice. It's like fish ears. Uh-huh. Sorry, that was really <laughs> random, but I had to show you because it's awesome. But I think this is where it kind of comes into the mermaid lore because there's stories of these creatures tempting people into the sea, um, but others where they cast off their seal skins. Marry humans and begin families. <laughs> so that's how they procreate. Would, yeah, like I would love to just have that choice, but that's fine. Let me just take yeah. my fin off. Like, I'm done. Oh, all my skin. I'm sorry. Let yeah. me just take all my their skin off. Their seal skin. So they take their seal skin to uncover a human beneath the seal skin. That's what I want to know. I actually don't want to know that, but in part of minds. The tales usually end in tragedy when the sulky returns to the oceans because, yeah, they're like, let me start a family, and then they're like, bye. That's rude. (laughs) She said, bye. That's rude. (laughs) Just like. (laughs) I can't. So in Western Europe, they have the Melusine. It's M-E-L-U-S-I-N-E. So this was a feminine spirit that was found in actually many medieval European folklores. Folk tales, folklore, however you want to say it. Folklore. Folklore. The Melusine has a serpent or fish's tail and sometimes has wings. What the fuck? That's too many cryptids in one, okay? So it's like a water fairy? Right. It's like, I with can swim fin. and then I can fly. I don't know. It's a water fairy with a fin. Yeah. So, pretty much my kinfolk believed in this. Hungary. Oh, okay. <laughs> Germany. Okay. Let's go. And France. That's the only one I don't claim to that I know of, at least. I'm not any of those. <laughs> they all have different accounts of the Medicine. The most famous legend describes her as a willful girl who tries to get revenge on her human father um, on behalf of her fairy mother. We're talking all about these breeds that just keep That's happening. a lot of breed so mixtures fairy, to then create a water fairy. Fairy did it with a human... And made a water fairy? But she was punished by her mother with a tail. So the girl was taking revenge on her father. So she was made into a half-human, half-fairy. And then her mother punished her for trying to get revenge on her father by giving her a tail. So that's how that came to be. My brain hurts. The mother was magic, apparently. And she's like, bitch, you get a tail. Fuck you. Yeah, but why are you not taking it out on the mom when she did it to you, not the dad? 
No, the girl was trying to get revenge on her dad. And then her mom was like, fuck you, little girl. You're going to do anything oh. to your dad. Ew. And then her mom was the fairy. That's her mom terrible was like, parenting. And yeah, and then her mom was a fairy. And then she's like, you get a fin now. Bye. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and OceanInfo.com added just a few other cultures that have their own, you know, versions of it. So in Chinese folklore... Mermaids are described as capable, beautiful, and able to turn their tears into pearls. I've heard that one a lot. Precious. And they're seen as gentle, mild, and blessings of the sea. So that's a nice one. Japan. Apropos. Their version's more dark. Very, (laughs) very dark. They believe that mermaids are grotesque creatures that bring warfare to land if their body is found washed up on shore. Which, Which they do a lot. Right. And it's like, why do you blame people that are on land for that? <laughs> and they do, guys. Like, literally, Japan is one of the biggest, like, video catchers oh, yeah. of mermaids. I've seen many Japanese videos of that. And they are ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. But their flesh is believed to grant immortality if consumed. <laughs> Let me eat the skin of this thing that washed up on shore. Ew. I literally just, like, <laughs> half got sick in yep. my mouth. That's gross. <laughs> but since mermaids are a symbol of storms and bad luck, sailors would sail away from them. Probably wise choice than be like, hmm. <laughs> so fucking I can't, get, I can't get over it. I, got, I can't even focus on what it's you're so saying. so gross. I, no. Well, no. luckily we're done with that one. <laughs> Alright. Korea, their folklore is very similar to China's, so they depict the sea maidens as a good omen. And they see her as a goddess that warns fishermen of sea storms and impending doom. So that's a common one. The Brits believe that mermaids are a bad omen. (laughs) Shocker. They are beautiful in their depictions, though, but they're said to seduce sailors and then drown them just for the fuck of it. Because they felt like it. They're like, ha ha. I feel like the ones that had major shipping uh, ports mm-hmm. and stuff tend to associate them with yes. bad omens because... They use them as a cop-out. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, mermaid made me do it. Yeah. That's my Why terrible attempt at a Cockney <laughs> accent. Dom, don't come after us. <laughs> I don't think he's Cockney. I don't know. That's a good question. I'll have to ask him. Brazil, though, I didn't know that Brazil had yes, versions of this. Um, they have a concept known as the Lara, which is translated to Lady of the Waters. And she's known to be an immortal woman that's blamed for situations where men disappear into the Amazon. So, again, the men I, I, I mean, if it. they're being salty, yeah, yeah, I'd take them out there too. Right. <laughs> if you're being indiscretionate and being naughty, yeah, go. Yep, 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 yep. So. You know, the origins of mermaids, obviously, it's all over the place. You know, they have a lot of <laughs> varying tales. It's not really known where they started. But, like I said, like, there's tales of them, honestly, as far as humans are documented. Um, but their reach otherwise is largely unknown. But it's possible that these creatures first began being spotted in the sea. Duh. And archaeologists had found accounts in Mesopotamia, actually, of possible mermaids. And mythology of Oannes, or Ones, it's O-A-N-N-E-S. I did very bad at looking at pronunciation. It sounds like you said Atlantis at first, and I was like, fuck yeah, right? Like, (laughs) say less. But this person was a male fish god from over 5,000 years ago. So, like, Poseidon? 
Yeah, that's kind of what I thought of. The earliest depiction of a mermaid in England can be found in the Norman Chapel in Durham Castle, which was built around 1078 by Saxon stonemasons. Well, like, I don't just, know if you just saw the huge what the fuck yeah, on my face. I know. Face. I, know. Just, I was like, what? Yeah. Honestly, like, I know it's not the same, but like Freemasons and stonemasons both fascinate me. Like stonemasons that made these old as fuck buildings and they had all these like purposes and these reasons for everything. It's fascinating. Oh, sorry. Rumble. I'm pretty sure you just got my stomach rumble on. I thought that was Winston them. snorting. No, that was <laughs> <his> stomach. <laughs> That's why I didn't even think anything of it. My stomach's been trying not to growl this whole time. I'm almost done. I didn't know I was hungry. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's like, oh my god, I've never heard it do that before. That was That's wild. when you're like real hungry. Yeah. It's just like there's nothing in there. I only had <laughs> bread for breakfast, so it's fine. <laughs> so this depiction of it is a carving that was made in this building, which I can only imagine what that looks like. It has the mermaid found alongside two leopards and several hunting scenes. And historians believe the mermaid symbolizes the temptations of the soul. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I can't even like per, like put that in my head and digest it and right. give you a, a response. Right. So largely there's conflicting feelings of it. Some people feel like mermaids are lucky. Some people feel like they're bad omens. There's all kinds of stuff with it. But like we said, I think a lot of people kind of intertwine them with sirens. And they are different. So... In early Greek mythology, the sirens were half women, half bird creatures, and they were often confused with mermaids, which, how the fuck do you confuse bird with a mermaid? I don't know. It's a bird, bird and a fish. And a fish. I like, mean, there are flying fish. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it out there. Different, different story for a different time. <laughs> <laughs> I broke you. <laughs> but this misconception between the two has led to the word siren being used instead of a mermaid a lot like the well, French... sirens used to like sit on rocks and sing yeah and then you have like disney depicting these mermaids sitting on rocks yeah. and singing yeah. and like bringing <laughs> sailors like to the you peter pan ones oh, i can't God, stand those, those bitches drove me nuts yeah. bitches um, I hate them on the Peter Pan ride, too. Oh, God. I'm just going to punch myself. <laughs> Sorry. That was a whole different story. <laughs> Mermaids, you know, throughout the different stories and everything, are really morally ambiguous, is how this website described it, and that's really appropriate to describe them as. Sirens, though, were said to always be malicious and dangerous. Oh, absolutely. And they would attract sailors with their captivating voices towards the hazardous, rocky coast of their island. So a lot of stories that I've heard of sirens, it's like they're singing and they can hear the song. And it's like they have to go toward it. it their mind won't let them ignore it. And a lot of times there's like fog. They can't see what's ahead of them. And either they find the siren, they meet them. The siren, you know, does whatever and lures them into danger. Or they go into hazardous conditions in the water. So either way... They're luring them to danger or to their deaths, even. In Homer's epic poem, The Odyssey, I know I've heard it out. Nerded. Oh, my God. I've heard it out. I it here. <laughs> <laughs> I've nerded out to the Iliad and the Odyssey before because that's the level of nerd I am. But the hero of the story ties himself to the mast to hear the songs of the sirens without destroying his ship. That's like biggest part of that story I feel like that's the one that I always remembered of it the story is where the term siren song comes in though and it refers to a request that's hard to resist 
but that if heated will lead to a catastrophe. So it's like your mind is like, something's not right here, but it just won't let it go. So they're sneaky bitches. Sneaky. And if you're curious about any sirens, like actual true sirens in their nature, are found in a bunch of classical literature. So I'm not even going to try to say all of these because the fucking names on these things. Um, but there's different names for them and they translate to like splendid voice, maiden voice, clear toned, charming voice, charming the mind. So obviously, like we talked about, The Little Mermaid, which was also a Hans Christian Andersen story, also mm. had some fucked up shit in the... The original, yeah, not yeah. the Disney version. I don't remember if I talked about this in my... You did not. Fucked up fairy tales. But in Hans Christian Andersen's story, the mermaid princess loses her tongue to obtain legs. And every time she walks, the pain that happens in her legs is compared to walking on knives. Fun. Well, just Ariel's like, oh, my voice is gone. Huh. Which would suck, but there's also, like, a story. I'm not going to go into it, but there's, like, a story about Mary, Queen of Scots. There's, like, allegory of her and mermaids. I don't fucking know. Like. Oh, she had all kinds of black She really shit. did. She was crazy. I think she was, like, very ill and just. I think she's mentally she, ill. Yeah. But there's a lot of like illustrations that are associated with Mary Queen of Scots that have mermaids too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not going to get into it. That's a whole other, whole other fucking thing. But there is a ton of art that you can find that depicts mermaids in it. And a lot of them, there are some that I found that looks kind of like, they're like Renaissance era, or not Renaissance, like Victorian era paintings from like the late 1800s, early 1900s that look kind of like your typical maiden portraits and you know boobies are always out because that's what they always Ta -ta! do yeah titties if you will <laughs> but they're always out but it's funny because some of the paintings don't show like the fish part of it and i don't know if they were just not that imaginative and they're like boobs standing in water <laughs> like that's all it was <laughs> isn't but, isn't that photo or that painting of venus in like the shell venus in the half shell yeah isn't she like standing in she's in the she's in shell a, she's but in it's in the water right it's on water but she's like wrapped in like a satin sheet and you can see her feet but the clam shell is in water otherwise yeah. okay. it's one of my favorite paintings it's a very pretty painting mm -hmm. and it sticks out in my head all the time mm-hmm mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's all of, like, the lore behind it. Some people ask, like, is there any actual, like, scientific proof of this shit? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the science world will try to say, I don't know. Their existence could be possible, but it's mostly like a maybe, maybe not. I think they err on the side of, like, probably not. So, but all of that to say... This is a terrifying fact for me, but only 5% of our ocean has actually been discovered. Mm -hmm. The ocean terrifies me. It is beautiful, but holy shit, it scares the crap out of me. I love the ocean. It is so overwhelming. Like, people think the universe is like that. For me, the universe is more digestible, which is crazy because... It's bigger. No, I know, but, like, I get the concept of it very easily. And I get the concept of the ocean, but it's like, we don't know jack diddly shit about what is under there, and we can at least surmise what lies behind our, or beyond our Andromeda galaxy, our little Andromeda galaxy. There's a lot of other shit out there. We know that. But, you know, kind of the same thing. Same shit, different day. That's the, you know, the sitch with universes. That's my opinion. But, 
We don't even know that kind of fucking creatures lie at the bottom of the ocean. Like, people you can't did even just go hear that there. there was a spotting of a megalodon, right? In California? No. Yeah. Isn't, my brain went, isn't that a Pokemon? <laughs> megalodon? No. <laughs> oh my god. Idiot. <laughs> no, there's a Pokemon at the very. I know it's a fucking thing, you asshole, but there's a Pokemon with a very similar name to it. Yeah, but, like, have you ever seen a megalodon? I like, probably have. It's like a shark, but, like, if this helps, that's its jaw. Gross! Nope. 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 Like, you could literally walk into its mouth. Yep. No, thank you. I mean, they you are the massive. However, it has been spotted off California's coast. That's crazy. And a bunch of people, like, flooded to go see it. Boy. And it just happened, like, yesterday or the day before or something, like, it's weird. It's worrisome that it would be, like, that close to life. But there's a lot of, you know, sea creatures that we didn't know even existed thousands of years ago that we do now. So, you know, like the Megalodon. But... They've supposedly come up with mermaid skeletons, too. Yeah. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. But at the end of the day, no one can I think save. they're real. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think they're pretty. I don't think yeah, they're... Yeah, I think they're ugly. Uh, I mean, how could you be pretty living in a dark area like that? Cause they, yeah, because you know they're in the dark-ass areas. Yeah, because mermaids and anything... Most things that I've heard, they're, like, in the trenches of the yes. sea. And that's, like, the parts of the sea that we don't go in. Yes. And if you've seen any fish from the trenches of the sea, they tend, they tend to be very ugly. Like football fish? Those are fucking disgusting. Or those ones that have the That's like, what I'm long, talking about. That's a football fish. Is that a football fish? fish? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they've got those big old chompers. And, yep. But their eyes are always white. Yeah. Because they don't have any light. Yeah. A lot and of that's times, the only way they can see. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times their skin is very odd colors. Yep. Or sometimes see-through. Yeah. They um, look like... They were made from nuclear waste. Yes. So, (laughs) there's no way mermaids are pretty. Yeah, Like, no no way. No, definitely not. So, that's mermaids. (laughs) There's so much about them, it's crazy. There's a lot. Like, I knew there's a lot of, like, folklore that went into them, but not that much. It's crazy. They are interesting creatures. They are. They are not pretty aerials. Nope. It's just funny to see how some some cultures are like, oh, they're good luck, and others are like, nope, stay away from those bitches. (laughs) They're like, absolutely not. Yes. Yeah, nope. I would say firmly that I would not fucks with a mermaid. At all. Nope. I'm okay. Like, as in procreate? No. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> fucks with it. Like, ew. I can't get off of no. it, dude. I just Stop can't. Stop thinking can't, about weird mermaid I can't sex. wrap my head around it. it. How do they do it? It's because they're mythical. They're not. They're real. Well, then find a real one and find a sex tape of a mermaid and then report back. A sex tape? What the fuck? And I mean, you're real, you're real focused on it. I feel like it's the only way you're going to find out. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that is. You're the one bringing it up. I you know, do but you know, just told obviously. me to find a sex tape. Like, but you keep bringing it up. Could you imagine so my FBI agent? He would be like, now she's talking about sex tapes. First, it's true crime. <laughs> now she's looking up mermaid sex tapes. What is wrong with this woman? He's going to be like, we got to pull her in, guys. There's no weird. Hey, let's anyway, wrap this I just got chills. Hi, bye. I'm hungry. <laughs> anyway, that's what we have today. All of our stuff lives in our link tree. If you want to send us any case suggestions or stories, or if you want to tell some weird shit to us, send it to the Nick of Crime Podcast at gmail.com. So with that, I'm going to say keep it curvy and stay <laughs> freaky. <laughs> we won't see you guys next Tuesday, but we'll see you the Tuesday after that. Bye! Bye. Oh my god. <laughs>